Welcome back to Legal Tech Made Simple with me, Don Birch. I'm not a lawyer and I'm not a techie, which makes me perfectly qualified to make legal tech simple. Join me on this podcast as I interview expert legal engineers, software developers, law firms and large corporations who are at the cutting edge of legal technology. And I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by Andy Wishart today, who's the Vice President of Drafting and Productivity Solutions at Thomson Reuters. Andy is a co-founder of Contract Express and uh, described by our very own founder, Alistair, as a legal tech rock star. So welcome to the podcast, Andy. Hi, Dom. Great to meet you. And uh, thanks for inviting me onto your podcast. It's great to be here. So question one has to be, what sort of rock star are you, Andy? Ah, <laughs> very good. Um, let me think. Uh, well, a couple of nights ago, I watched, uh, I guess, Scotland's equivalent to La La Land, which is Sunshine on Leith. So I think if I was to choose uh, an appropriate rock star, it would be the Proclaimers. Also, because they're from a town quite close to where I grew up, a town called Ochtermachti, which very few people can pronounce. So I'll go for the Proclaimers. They're cool, hip and not old. So tell us, you know, you've been in and around legal tech for 20 years. You know, you co-founded Contract Express. Um, you've been there since the very start. Just give us a, you know, a potted history, if you like, of that, that journey over the last couple of decades. Yeah, I mean, I cannot believe it's actually 20 years since we started Contract Express. You know, um, back in 2000, the summer of 2000, uh, along with Richard Newton and Tim Allen, uh, Henry Steen and Phil Vasey, we co-founded the company uh, actually in the basement of a law firm. The law firm was called Tarlow Lyons, uh, which through various acquisitions and mergers has, has become Blake Morgan. Uh, and we were we were incubated by that law firm uh, and funded as well. The partners had put in the original seed funding. And we were sat in their basement uh, over in Farrandon, uh, actually working on a prototype that, that then became Contract Express. And, and co-creating that prototype with one of their clients, which was a major international bank. So it's funny to see the sort of growth of uh, legal tech over the past five years There's um, and following a similar sort of pattern to what we followed 20 years ago. And, and bring it right up now to the, the present day. What are the challenges and what are the hurdles that some of the customers and clients that you work with now through Thomson Reuters are trying to overcome, how, you know, how are you ha having to help them, particularly in the context of coronavirus? Yeah, good question. I mean, for a lot of our customers, you know, we're just trying to help our customers with on business as usual. Um, you know, we're really fortunate at Thomson Reuters that, uh, you know, if I think about the way in which our product and technology teams work, we're globally distributed. Uh, and prior to the current crisis, we were spending most of our day on video conferencing and collaboration tools like Microsoft Teams. So we're just doing that all from a different room now. So we're continuing to, uh, you know, make sure that our we're addressing uh, any issues within our products, make sure that we're keeping up to uh, the pace that we've got with uh, bringing out new product releases. Um, and then, you know, for the wider business, uh, you know, we know our customers are working really hard at the moment on 
making sure that they can continue with their work. Law firm customers are continuing to help to serve their clients, and we're doing as much as we can to be a good partner, uh, both to our law firm customers and to our corporate customers as well. And it's, I mean, it's a challenge for everybody, isn't it? We, you know, we're a digital company. We're agile. We're based at home. Um, we've got 60 people around the world who are used to working remotely. But for a lot of people, this will be the first time they've had an extended period of actually having to operate and do their day job in and around childcare, in and around the tech falling over, the Wi-Fi not working. So it's not yeah. just doing the day job, is it, and getting used to perhaps using automation tools for the first time, actually just the standard, how on earth do I get up in the day and get through my to-do list is, is going to be a huge challenge for folk over the over the weeks ahead. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, we've been helping some customers even on just some issues that they've been having with sort of their teams having local connectivity problems. So just rolling up our sleeves and helping out in any way that we can, um, particularly if, you know, with us being distributed for so long, we can sort of help and give advice that, you know, we wouldn't normally really be in a position to be given that advice on how to best make use of things like Microsoft Teams or Zoom and best practices. So, yeah, we're just helping out our customers in any which way we can. Are you giving people advice on how to turn their profile pictures into potatoes? I saw that was doing the rounds yesterday right. on Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm instantly downloading the Snap camera to my laptop today. Um, I mean, it, what's interesting to me as a sort of a relatively newcomer to the legal tech sector is just how quickly the big players like Thomson Reuters are beginning to build end-to-end solutions. So, you know, whether that's Q coming on or, or, or attaching tracker, so almost allowing companies that have perhaps one of your um, one of your products to actually build out from there an entire end-to-end solution, or just go in narrow and offer a very very sophisticated point solution to the thing that they need to fix right now. Yeah, Dom, it's really an exciting time for for us at Thomson Reuters right now. Uh, following the acquisition of HiQ, you know we're beginning to look at those end-to-end workflows that can help our customers solve more and more problems. Um, And that includes uh, thinking about how we can uh, create workflows that uh, are initiated within HiQ, but also include an element of document automation from Contract Express and bringing that all together into a seamless user experience, which I think is just going to be really powerful. Um, Customers are also still very much interested in solving discrete problems like, you you know, ensuring they can provide a a end-to-end drafting capability uh, in a discrete drafting solution like Contract Express. So we're, we're obviously still catering for those customers that are looking for those point solutions. And I guess like companies like Psych have, have, have sprung up, haven't they, over the last three or four years to actually do some of that configuration, some of that implementation and hand-holding whether it's a corporate customer or a law firm, through the process? Because it's kind of it's a change management program, really, as, as much as it is about introducing technology or new software. Yeah, absolutely. It is change management. It, uh, to adopt a solution like uh, Contract Express, it's not like just turning on access to Zoom or Microsoft Teams. There is a change management process to go through. There's work that has to be done, groundwork in preparing for getting the most out of a solution like that. I think, you know, if I look at back over the past 20 years, I think the proudest thing is to look across LinkedIn to see the number of people that have Contract Express skills on their LinkedIn profile. You know, we've created a, a, an ecosystem of people that can build uh, sophisticated, complex templates in Contract Express. But we also know that 
there's still not enough of those people. And um, as demand for automation solutions like Contract Express increases, um, we've seen recently over the past few years the emergence of uh, legal engineering organizations like your own that we partner with in order to help serve those customers and provide provide those necessary skills to get their projects off the ground. Now, it's a completely unfair uh, question I'm going to ask, but if you had a crystal ball, what do you, and maybe let's be realistic, over the next six to 12 months, how do you see the industry continuing to develop, be that you know consolidation of, of product stacks and tech stacks, or or even just ways of working now because of you know, the inevitability that we're not going to be in our offices for extended periods of time, possibly for the next, you know, 12 months. I think it's probably too early to tell, and I wouldn't want to speculate. Um, uh, but there, there are definitely others in the industry that um, believe that this will be a major event and a major acceleration of the transformation, digital transformation in, in law firms and uh, in corporate legal departments. I guess we'll have to wait and see we, we've seen from history, um, from the global financial crisis, that there was certainly an uptick, uh, an increased focus on digital transformation in law firms. Um, I think we'll have to wait to see what happens following COVID-19. You know, many law firms, many corporate legal departments are really focused on how legal tech can, can drive efficiencies and to help them as a law firm to differentiate um, uh, and I think that will continue. I suspect there will be a greater focus upon that. And, um, you know, we're here to help at Thomson Reuters to help them on that journey. And this podcast is deliberately called Legal Tech Made Simple because what we're trying to do, I guess, is demystify something for, for those that either haven't started the journey or, or perhaps somebody else started it in their organisation and they've been left to pick up the pieces and try and work out, you know, how on earth do I get value out of this thing? Um, what would be your advice to somebody listening, perhaps in a law firm, who um, either has some licenses already for Contract Express or is thinking about that, starting that journey? What, what are the things, what are the pitfalls they should look out for? And what are the, you know, what are the sort of <laughs> pearls of wisdom you could offer them just to reassure them that this is the right thing to do? Well, I think the biggest reassurance is that these tools are really, really robust and mature. You know, we've been at this and refining it with the top law firms and top corporate legal departments for the past 20 years. These tools are very robust. Um, I think if organizations are looking to adopt things like contract um, express or document automation, you know, now is a good time to be thinking about planning, uh, uh, identifying the types of documents that they could see value in automating either right now or what they might see in the uh, in, in six months' time. Um, uh, talk to us. We've got a team of customer uh, success managers. Um, uh, we have our wide partnership with uh, partners like Psych and, and others. Um, we can help you with that journey and with that implementation. Brilliant. Well, listen, Andy, it's been absolute pleasure to have a rock star on the uh, on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Others will have to stand up to that title now, but um, but thank you so much. Really appreciate you taking the time. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you, and uh, look forward to staying in touch. Thanks, Tom. My pleasure. Thank you. 